Welcome back to the Equipoise Podcast. Today is Valentine's Day weekend, so we are going to do a little something different for today's podcast. So this morning for Valentine's Day weekend, yes, I am one of those heretics that will occasionally break away from an expository sermon series to preach about an event or holiday, and Valentine's Day, we, we, we did do that today, and I preached a message called What Love Does. One of my opening illustrations was the account of a man who was sentenced to die under Lord Oliver Cromwell. Um, my youngest son, his middle name is Oliver, after Lord Oliver Cromwell, the Lord Protector of England. And uh, he, 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 he sentenced this man to die for his crimes at curfew. Well, as the story goes, his fiancée threw herself on the clapper of the bell, a great damage to herself, potential death, to stop the curfew bell from ringing. And it's an example of self-giving love, love that focuses on the object of love, not self, right, to one's own harm. Um, and you can see how that would easily tie into a picture of Christ and self-giving love. It's, it's quite beautiful, really. Well, anyways, as I was uh, uh, speaking of this account, one lady in our church, a dear, sweet, wonderful lady, she said, that's a poem. You know, that's a poem. And I said, you're kidding me. And so I set an alarm on my phone to look up the poem later this evening, right when I was preaching. <laughs> we're, we're kind of informal, I suppose. And, uh, and sure enough, somebody actually looked it up during my sermon, which makes me feel good and bad at the same time. I'm still processing. And, uh, and they sent me the link to the poem, and I read it, and I said, oh my goodness. Now, I wasn't going to do a podcast today because I haven't had a ton of time with my family. Um, it's been an exceptionally busy week and even weekend. Um, but I said, no, I've got to read this poem um, uh, for, for my podcast episode today. So it, it's, it's a poem that was written uh, by Rose Hartwick Thorpe in 1867. It's set in catalytic troaic octameter. And I hope that it is a blessing to you, and I hope that you enjoy it as I have enjoyed it. And uh, if you want bonus points, you can read this to your spouse for Valentine's Day. Uh, you have my personal guarantee that it will lead to a 38% increase in your reciprocatory love life. And you can take that to the bank. Actually, please don't. That's entirely groundless. All right, here's the poem. England's sun was slowly setting o'er the hilltops far away filling all the land with beauty at the close of one sad day. And its last rays kissed the forehead of a man and maiden fair, he with steps so slow and weary, she with sunny floating hair. He with bowed head, sad and thoughtful, she with lips all cold and white, struggling to keep back the murmur, curfew must not ring tonight. Sexton, Bessie's white lips faltered, pointing to the prison old, with its walls so tall and gloomy, moss-grown walls, dark, damp, and cold. I've a lover in the prison, doomed this very night to die, at the ringing of the curfew, and no earthly help is nigh. Cromwell will not come till sunset, and her lips grew strangely white, as she spoke in husky whispers, curfew must not ring tonight. Bessie calmly spoke the sexton, every word pierced her young heart, like a gleaming death-winged arrow, like a deadly poisoned dart. Long, long years I've rung the curfew from that gloomy shadowed tower, every evening just at sunset it has told the twilight hour. I have done my duty ever, tried to do it just and right, now I'm old, I will not miss it, curfew bell must ring tonight. 
Wild her eyes and pale her features, stern and white her thoughtful brow, as within her secret bosom Bessie made a solemn vow. She had listened while the judges read, without a tear or sigh, at the ringing of the curfew, Basil Underwood must die. And her breath came fast and faster, and her eyes grew large and bright, one low murmur faintly spoken, curfew must not ring tonight. She, with quick step bounded forward, sprang within the old church door, left the old man coming slowly, paths he'd trod so oft before. Not one moment paused the maiden, but with eye and cheek aglow, staggered up the gloomy tower, where the bell swung to and fro. As she climbed the slimy ladder, on which fell no ray of light, upward still her pale lips saying, "'Curfew shall not ring tonight.'" She has reached the topmost ladder, or her hangs a great dark bell. Awful is the gloom beneath her like the pathway down to hell. See, the ponderous tongue is swinging. Tis the hour of curfew now, and the sight has chilled her bosom, stopped her breath, and paled her brow. Shall she let it ring? No, never. Her eyes flash with sudden light as she springs and grasps it firmly. Curfew shall not ring tonight. Out she swung, far out the city seemed a speck of light below, there twixt heaven and earth suspended as the bell swung to and fro. And the sexton at the bell rope, old and deaf, heard not the bell, sadly thought that twilight curfew rang young Basil's funeral knell. Still the maiden, clinging firmly, quivering lip and fair face white, stilled her frightened heart's wild throbbing, curfew shall not ring tonight. It was o'er, the bell ceased swaying, and the maiden stepped once more firmly on the damp old ladder where for a hundred years before a human foot had not been planted. The brave deed that she had done should be told long ages after as the rays of setting sun light the sky with golden beauty, aged sires with heads of white tell the children why the curfew did not ring that one sad night. O'er the distant hills comes Cromwell. Bessie sees him, and her brow, lately white with sickening horror, has no anxious traces now. At his feet she tells her story, shows her hands all bruised and torn, and her sweet young face still haggard with the anguish it had worn. Touched his heart with sudden pity, lit his eyes with misty light. Go, your lover lives, said Cromwell. Curfew shall not ring tonight. Wide they flung the massive portals, led the prisoner forth to die, all his bright young life before him, neath the darkening English sky. Bessie came with flying footsteps, eyes aglow with lovelight sweet, kneeling on the turf beside him, laid his pardon at his feet. In his brave, strong arms he clasped her, kissed the face upturned and white, whispered, Darling, you have saved me. Curfew will not ring tonight. And that's the poem. That's the poem. I, I think it's an absolutely beautiful poem, and I hope it causes you to reflect on the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved without necessitating anything in return. I know there's all kinds of different theological systems out there insisting one way or the other, but real love does not think about what it can or will get in return. Real love lays down one's life regardless of what it will or might receive in return. That's what chesed is, the eternal loving kindness of God. And it's a love that transcends love that is natural.
for us, particularly when it's aimed at our enemies, but I won't re-preach the sermon here. Anyhow, hope you enjoyed the poem, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you celebrate Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. If you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, then happy day. And until next time, stay balanced. Stay balanced.